Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Summer is coming. Are you ready to unveil your beach pod? Manscaped is here to ensure your body is ready for the wild with their game changing full body grooming and hygiene products. Don't be the guy at the beach with Austin Powers chest hair, baby. And if you grew some winter man tits, the least you can do is make sure they're hairless. Because the ladies love those hairless titties, believe you me. It's time to get ready for a hot guy summer by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the promo code FRATCHAT. And we are recording, Mr. Mar. Yay! You know what, though? Sometimes when I say, yay, people think I'm being um, a not nice person. Yeah, I can hear it now that you now, now you say it like that. <laughs> but my favorite show growing up was Crank Yankers, and that's how they say, yay. Yeah, but that character was special. That was, that was special no. Ed. That was special Ed. He wore a helmet. Wait, are you serious? Yes, I'm serious. Are you serious? That character was special. His name was Special Ed, and he wore a helmet, and he was special, and he called people, and then he went, yay! Oh, <laughs> no, the- I didn't know he was... His <laughs> name was Special Ed! <laughs> he had, like... He, he's the only one that had, like, two teeth. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he was really slow. Yeah, he yay. was Special Ed. That was... Oh, so I should probably stop saying. (laughs) I had no idea that's where you got it from. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Oh, God, I would have canceled you years ago. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Live and you learn. (laughs) Well, as you guys can see, sorry, guys. I am now in need of a new podcast co host. So uh, apply within. Cancel. And we're going to do this in uh, three, two, one. What are you doing? Testies in my mouth. Get on the ground, you fucking pledge. Ew. Welcome to the greatest podcast experience of your life. This is the Frat Chat Podcast. All young men like three things. Featuring Carlos Garcia and Chris Moore. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of the greatest podcast in the history of podcasting time. It's the Frat Chat Podcast, coming to you from California and Maryland this week. I'm Carlos Garcia with Chris Timo Moore. How's it going, Mr. Moore? It's going well. Can you hear me okay? I feel like the reception's a little choppy. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So that's a wonderful start. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I feel like the reception's a little choppy. It might be it might be might be me. I'm in Maryland. I'm not in my usual hub. In the in the huge in the huge, I thought maybe I'm in my that. childhood bedroom. I don't know if you can. Let me give you a little tour here. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, you're in a twin bed. Is that <laughs> no? I'm in a like a double bed. This is my piano. Oh. This is my lamp. In there is a thousand babies <laughs> and a bunch of tissues. <laughs> yeah. Very close to the bed. 
tissues underneath the bed. It's a banana. I got Vaseline in this other cabinet. Um, so uh, uh, I was looking at some Beanie Babies, and some of mine are worth a lot of money. Yeah, dude. I told you. Those things are fucking expensive. Like, I was like, like holy shit. My crazy expensive. Guy is like three grand or something. And then I got another <sighs> one that's like 600 just for like. Because it's missing, it's missing a comma in the poem on the inside of the tag. Really? So that's a collector, you know. like a collector thing. Yeah. Now uh, you better not tell Smari about it, because if you guys ever get divorced, he's gonna want a half. And uh, <laughs> if you slice oh, the beanie babies in half, keep it a they're worthless. <laughs> yeah. You, you know, it's, it's so girl. funny. Like imperfections make something more valuable. It's like this beanie baby has a typo. It's like. Oh, it's worth a lot of money. And then you got Cindy Crawford had this like weird mole on her lip, and everyone's like, "That's sexy," you know. Yeah. So, but my, but my penis points slightly to the left, and Julie's <laughs> like, "That looks weird. That makes no sense." Makes no sense. And I'm sitting here thinking, if only I was born with a hair lip, I could be a supermodel. <laughs> it didn't happen. Yeah, you got to have a cool one like Joaquin Phoenix wins you Oscars. Ugh. What a talented motherfucker. It's a weird, he's a weird dude, but what a talented fuck, you know? Yeah, that's what you gotta be. I feel like all the super talented people are secretly super weird. So that's why when I'm weird, I'm like, that's eh, okay. I'm just talented. <laughs> when I go to Walmart and just my underwear, it's like, it's okay. It's just talented. <laughs> <We're> a talented guy. <laughs> he's like talking to himself. Wow, that's so talented. <laughs> yeah. I used to have this joke. It was, Bluetooth are crazy, and that because when people talk to themselves, I'm like, yikes, what a psycho! But then if I see a Bluetooth in their ear, I'm like, oh, okay, no, they're <laughs> oh so, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> I think I think okay, that's that's a corporate, you know, dude. So Bluetooth are crazy. We I had this song, um, that I sang at this uh show back in Chicago. I'll sing it for you a little bit of something. It goes like this. Uh, we were we were talking about if you gave blue teeth to homeless people, it would make blue you more teeth. seem more I legitimate. I don't think they're uh, pluralized as blue teeth. I think they're just called oh, blue tooths. <laughs> oh, Julie's. Well, there goes my song. Yeah. Julie can be the judge. Is plural or Bluetooth? Blue teeth, or is it just Bluetooth? It's Bluetooth. <laughs> Tell her it's over for me and her, and good luck with her um, drive home. Because <laughs> to be fair, uh, la- on last week's episode, you said that someone was an archetype, and we meant to say archaeologist, and I made yes. fun of you, so you made up a word. Well, it turns out you did not make up a word. That is a word. It was just used oh. in the world. You know, it's not an archaeologist. An archetype is a type of person. So. I ran around the apartment saying how smart I was. I made up words. So Julie wow. was in the car like, yeah, that is a word. It is a word. I'm smart. <laughs> That's what she did. Okay, so, just flaunt your college degree that you earned. <laughs> yeah, she, she said, I went to Cornell. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> My degree is well, important. <laughs> well, anyway, we My had this song. <laughs> <laughs> we did we did this show called Poverty Christmas Pageant back in Chicago. It was Lights Out Theater Company, and it was a sketch comedy show. And we had some musical moments, and we had this song, and we kind of made it kind of like um, "We Are the World" type um, 
does that mean you remember that that song back in the day? That yeah, Jackson, yeah, yeah. Okay, so it was called Bluetooth for the homeless because we thought if we just gave out Bluetooths to homeless people, then maybe they can get a job. <laughs> so, so the, the one part of the song was like, um, it was like a um, something. Uh, at the end, I used to, I, I, I said, calling out to you, tooth. Do you have a Bluetooth to add to my stash of blue teeth that we're giving out to bums? If you don't have a Bluetooth, we will take a check. Um, blue teeth and checks. Hey, blue teeth and checks. And so I passed around a basket um, to get blue teeth from people in the audience. And they were like, who the fuck is this? No, I don't have a Bluetooth to give you. Are you kidding me? <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I love that concept. And I totally remember that your joke that you give a homeless woman with Bluetooth. <laughs> I love that. Oh, uh, shit. <laughs> That's a classic. You I guys should have recorded the that. The chorus was like, give a Bluetooth to a homeless, a hands-free helping hand. Together we can turn that bum into a businessman. And then, uh, I mean, it went on and on and on. But it was a, it was it a six-hour song. <laughs> Six hour long song, and we really made a difference. It had a 43 minute piano solo in it, but uh, yeah, uh, two it homeless did. got Bluetooth. It was this guy from Crank Yankers using two fingers, yeah. and two teeth. I don't want to, I don't want to say anything bad about him because it, I might be canceled. <laughs> to be fair, uh, Steve didn't know that it was a special doll because they both read at the same level, so you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. So he's Aww. just like me. <laughs> yeah pretty much Anywho. oh god oh god how's california california is awesome i'm here for my last day uh california well, hopefully because there's this hurricane that's supposed it. to hit tomorrow so we might be stuck here for a little extra but for now a hurricane yes there's a hurricane about to hit southern california but not gonna ask. Details are very sketchy about this. Like normally, it's like everybody knows about the hurricane, everybody's prepared. They're like, "Well, it might hit Southern California, or it might turn to nothing, and then you'll be fine." Like, oh. Sketchy hurricane. It probably has an Italian name like Vino, <laughs> you know, Vinny or Dino. What What's the name? Vino? Let's see, Hurricane California. Oh, oh. Uh, its name is Hurricane Hillary. Okay, it's on the way. Okay, Hillary. It's very crooked. Okay, it's a crooked. It's a very crooked hurricane. Okay, that's why no one knows what it's doing. Okay, it's Hurricane Hillary, and it's in the way. Okay, I told you. I told you what's gonna happen. Antifa's gonna come in your neighborhoods. Okay, and then Hillary's gonna send a hurricane. Okay, and here we are. <laughs> Hurricane Hillary. Wow. Um, speaking of. The name that I don't want to mention because I think he's a piece of shit. Um, he, uh, uh, what's her name? Rachel Maddow. I was in like Union Square area, or more, more like Chelsea. And I was in the same shop as her. And I heard her telling the, the associate that uh, our ex-president Trump is going to jail. He is going to jail. President Trump is going to jail. I mean, isn't that amazing? I want to be like, oh my god, Rachel, that's so amazing! But I don't know her like that, so I was just like, okay. But um, I was like, can you believe that? Like, 
the leader of the free world could very well be behind bars in the next yeah. few months. How amazing is that? <laughs> that is so wild though, dude. It's like I was I was watching TV yesterday and his 91 counts in four cases against him. And it's like Mm-mm-mm. but yet he is the front runner to be the political presidential candidate at the next election. Well, I hope he can run his campaign behind bars. Yeah, right. And that's like, it just blows my mind that they said it, it was when, you know, uh, during the, during like 2020 when everybody was protesting and stuff. And then he gassed that church to take that photo up uh, with the upside down Bible. Damn it. Come on. And that one was on me. Uh, the internet disconnected, but it was during uh, the you know when he did when he gassed those people to get that photo op of that church with the upside down Bible. Everybody's like, "Oh no, he's not bad. We're just the party of law and order." He was trying to restore law and order, and now there's 91 counts against the man. It's like, what law and order? I don't see anything. Nothing happened here. <laughs> Man, middle America, guys, who touched you? Yeah, what the fuck What's is wrong happening? with you? Show me where they touched you. <laughs> right? It's like, I just don't get it, man. I really, I'm so confused by this. I don't understand. Uh, but anyways, uh, we'll see what happens. We'll definitely keep you uh, posted right here at the Frat Chat Podcast as your dependable news source here <laughs> in the world. Yes. The only news source you can trust. (laughs) Fellas, have you ever wished you were a little bit taller? Maybe you matched on Tinder, but her profile says must be over six feet. Oh, no! Or maybe your date wants to wear heels, but she can't because it'll make her taller than you. Well, I got the short kinks covered with today's sponsor, Kanzuri. Kanzuri makes shoes that make you up to 2.8 inches taller without anyone knowing. Look, guys, girls get heels, makeup, and push-up bras. Why can't men get a boost in confidence, too? I mean, we're all the same height lying down anyways, if you know what I mean. Oh, you don't? Well, I'll draw you a picture after the show. Don't worry. Stay tuned for the Fat Chat Podcast. But for now, for a limited time only, our listeners get an extra 15% off your order with the promo code FRATCHAT at Kanzuri.com. This site is already 30% off. And with our promo code, you can get an extra 15% off. That's 45% off for your entire order. Support our show and check them out at C-O-N-Z-U-R-I.com and use the promo code FRATCHAT. Um, on a different note, I will say I performed in your show, Just Kidding, and it was uh, basically sold out. Great show. Woo! A lot of fun. That was and uh, uh, I'm sorry you weren't there to see it. You were kicking ass in California. That's right. So we can say that the Frat Chat podcast was simultaneously kicking ass in two separate yeah. coasts, East Coast and West, brother. Kicking a lot together. of a lot of butt, a lot of big butts. <laughs> yeah, because they cannot lie. It's uh, it's against mm-hmm. the law for big butts to lie. Correct. We all know, we all know that. I don't want to be in jail <laughs> like Trump. Uh, so I, I see that you have a story you want to share. Yes. So this one, I, I just need to get your thoughts on this. 
as soon as I okay. saw the story, I thought of, we have to talk about this on the pod. So I didn't read it. Yes. Yeah, so this is wild. This is absolutely wild. I'm ready for it. Uh, so this woman, who apparently has nine months to live, huh? asked her. she asked her husband if she can sleep with the next just one last time. Apparently, the husband writes that he was originally destroyed after finding this out. Uh, but he says she only has four. She only has nine months. Like the doctor said, she'll need a wheelchair in about four or five months. Then by month eight, she'll be bedridden for the last few weeks. And that's if she doesn't decline fast. And he said, I don't remember life without her. And I don't know what I'm going to do when she's gone. I've been doing my best to make the last days of her life good and grant whatever wish I can. But then, if it wasn't bad enough, she asked to, for her to be able to have sex with a previous partner of hers. And then he explained, of course, I was shocked. And when I asked why the fuck she wants that. <laughs> so basically, she thinks that her most physically compatible, satisfying lover was him. <laughs> and then she gave a whole monologue about how sex sometimes is just physical and how emotionally fulfilling sex is with me. Uh, with that guy, but it was bullshit to get to that point. He continued, so now I'm left with this. Deny my dying wife a wish for my own ego or let her go fuck another man who she feels was better. He goes, honestly, I'm so pissed off and betrayed that she asked me of this. She asked this to me. I feel like I'm put in a position here where I have to say yes because she's dying. I know what I want to say, but I don't know if that's right. I'm so hurt that sex with an ex was apparently so good that she needs to do it once before she dies. I just hate everything about this. I'm really not sure what to do. Wow. <laughs> if you're... What if a bitch. Died, and he looks at you and says, like, Chris, is it okay if I go bang the neighbor one last time? <laughs> you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to hide the morphine. <laughs> I'm like, you fucking kidding me? <laughs> Listen, just because she dying doesn't mean we can't call her a bitch. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, like, sure. you, you don't get that big of a pass because you're sick. Like, a bitch is a bitch. If you walk like a duck and talk like a duck, you know what I'm going to call you? A bitch. So <laughs> I just feel like, I, you know, if it was me, oh, I'm all so hot and bothered by this. If this was me, I would say, okay, we'll, we'll do that. Just give me some time to process this, but you know, yes, I will wait till she's in that wheelchair and I'll say, I want you to call him up and bring him over here because just because she wants to doesn't mean that that guy is willing. I would wait till she is fucking decrepit and then watch watch her face when she gets denied. (laughs) That's true. And like, who's going to was was the husband supposed to set up this booty call for her? Like, how is this even going to happen? (laughs) <laughs> that's so weird I mean, or, I'd be so uncomfortable if someone was like hey Chris I don't know if you remember me but we had really good sex and I'm gonna die can you come plow me I'd be like mm, new Uncle Steve I told you to stop calling <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Steve <laughs> <laughs> yeah no it's 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 freaking wild because it's like it makes me think that maybe she's been talking to this ex all along and now she just wants the excuse to be able to hang with him because it's like how the fuck what that's just weird that is such a huge betrayal huge i love my manscaped all year long but especially going into summer 
Cause believe me, boys, you don't want your hair down below poking out that speedo when you're trying to show off that summer bottom vacation this year. Manscaped is dedicating to helping you increase your confidence and level up your full body grooming game with the Performance Package 4.0. The kit comes with the essential Lawnmower 4.0 waterproof cordless body trimmer and a ton of other liquid formulations to run out your grooming routine. Whether you're trimming your chest or the treasure chest in your pants, this is the best trimmer on the market. Their trimmer features a ceramic blade designed to cut hair and loose skin and to reduce grooming accidents thanks to advanced skin-safe technology. You can even trim an arrow pointing to the promised land if you're bold enough. Inside the performance package, you'll also find the Manscaped Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and Crop Reviver Ball Toner an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer because we know how painful chafing can be when you're wearing a bathing suit all day. And no one likes nose hairs. So their package also comes with the Weed Whacker 2.0. And you also get two free gifts, the Shed Travel Bag, which is a $39 value, and the patented high-performance reduced chafing Manscaped Boxers. If you're wearing sandals, you also need to get the Manscaped Shears 2.0 Nail Kit. Having the right tools for grooming is essential. So do yourself a favor and always use the right tool for the job. And get 20% off plus free shipping with the promo code FRATCHAT at manscaped.com. Again, that's 20% off plus free shipping with the code FRATCHAT at manscaped.com. Trim your chesticles with the besticles. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was just yeah. saying that's, that's such a betrayal. I mean, ugh, I hope I hope that when when she's feeling a little loopy, he um, revisits her will and gets whatever he needs to because he deserves it. <laughs> yeah, I think. Uh, uh, I, honestly, and I and I've been there. I've been there with someone in the hospice care. You see the decline and stuff like that. But it's, I can't imagine situations so whoever that guy is uh who posted on reddit i i hope you find love the next time because that is just shitty Ugh, me too because i don't think people realize just i know like i when 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 you have when there's a couple and someone is terminally ill both of them suffer but in different ways you know what i mean but right. it sucks for everybody and so I, I just think that she isn't being very sympathetic to what he's left to do. I mean, I know that she's dying. That sucks. But right. he's going to bury his wife and live the rest of his life without her. I mean, it sucks for both of them. And so I just don't think she's being very sympathetic to what he might be going through. You know? Right. right. Absolutely. Uh, and, yeah. Uh... She's a hoe. <laughs> Fuck that hoe. If, buddy, if you're listening, I hope there's only a few months left. I hope you posted this late. I hope you posted this nine months ago, and now now you're out on the scene now enjoying you're yourself. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Well, anyways, Mr. Mo, that is the news of the day, and now it's time to get to it. As we alluded to, we both yes. were rocking on the East Coast and the West Coast this week. We're both standard comedians. I've been at it now going into year eight. Mr. Mo has been at it. Well, how long have you been at it now? 15 years <laughs> to 12 years? Oh, more than more than 15, under 20. I don't want to say. 
<laughs> and so combined, we've been at it for a long, long time. And people always say things like, oh my God, do you do stand-up? That, that's so brave. That's so cool. I could never do that. I could never do that. And here's the thing. Yeah, you probably can't. If you're starting out that way, you're beat. But for those of you that have always had the bug in you, want to try this out, we thought... You know, in, in honor of just coming back from the Burbank Comedy Festival, in honor of a wonderful time of the year, we thought, why not give you guys some tips to get started? Because I know this is a back, this is a little dream for some of y'all, and we are here to make those dreams come true. And that's why we're going to give you our top 10 tips to get started in stand-up comedy right here at the Frat Chat Podcast, because we care. So let's get to tip number one. Uh, you can't get started if you don't start writing right now. Start writing. What are you doing? Literally, sit down, write some jokes. You realize how hard it is. But also, uh, note, you're going to suck at first. You know what I mean? You got to you gotta start writing as much as possible and start weeding out your bad material so you can compile a little list of material you think is good enough to take to your first mic. That's where you'll see if it's good. Mm-hmm. I, it's just like you can't you can't have a you can't submit a sitcom to producers if you don't have a good sitcom. You know what I mean? Like you have to have you have to write. I think that um, was it Zach Guten, a comedian and comedy writer named Zach Guten, who told me that he took a little notebook with him everywhere. Anytime he had a funny thought or just a funny idea um, or just something that was questionable. He wrote it down. And so I have a laundry list in my cell phone. Uh, notes exactly. of whatever I think might be a good joke. I was literally Anything about to say, this right here is your little notebook. Uh, what I do is I send myself emails so I don't forget. And I'll title it bit and uh, put a little joke in there. I put a little premise in there. Send it to myself. I have a little bit folder where I drop everything into. And then when I sit down to write, I go through them. And then I see, okay, this is good. Uh, what the fuck was I thinking when I wrote that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, a lot of those. <laughs> this is great. Try this out. And literally, I think my rule of thumb is for every like 10 jokes I write, maybe one to three might be useful. The rest, you know, the premise is, ah, eh, this doesn't work. I don't like this, blah, blah, blah. So it's really a numbers game. You got to. Well, everything I write is perfect. <laughs> everything I write is golden. It's just only golden to me. so get out there start writing you don't have to tell anyone that you want to start comedy just yet just do it in the privacy of your own home think about it on your way to work uh you know when you're walking around the asshole barista that fucked up your order there's plenty of material out there in the world so start getting it. Think about your past. Think about your relationships. Think about your family. Think about your dog. Think about foods you eat. Think, you know, the sky's the limit as to what you can write for. So uh, you can't do it, though, unless you start. So get on it. Yes. And as you're writing, I think it's important to commit to your perspective and just to have an opinion. Yes. Because, you you know, you're – you're not going to make everyone happy. Not everyone in the world is going to think you're funny, and that's okay. So just just remind yourself that 
you can't make the whole world happy and it is what it is. And that's just a risk you're willing to take and just to have a perspective. Because I, I think that like what I enjoy most about comics these days are comics that are different than me and add a lot of diversity and have perspectives I've never um, considered. Totally. So uh, I, I, I like that. I like when people are different. But what I don't like is when I see a gay comic on stage just talk about butt sex. Okay, yeah. Well, <laughs> it's, I've heard it before. You know, when yeah. you have uh, a... a, a finance bro talking about oh um uh sex and drugs and relationships and wah, 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 women blah, 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 blah. it's just like i've right. heard it all before do you know what i mean but i'd like to have totally. a, a, an interesting perspective yeah absolutely and, and like c was said one important word that you said is commit sometimes you know people are they want to dip their toe in they don't know if you're honestly i don't do politics in my material but if you're gonna do it Commit. Do the characters. Talk about what it is you want to talk about. If you want to talk about your, you know, you want to do a mess around with an accent that your grandma used to have, uh, fucking commit. You got to do it right or else people are not going to find it funny. So it's one of those things where people are afraid sometimes to look silly. But guess what? It's comedy. You're supposed to look silly. It's funny. You make people laugh. So if you're terrified to put your best foot forward, then you'll never ever truly be funny. So commit. I think it's very important. Uh, to definitely. By the way, can you hear my mom's dog barking? A little bit, but it's not too bad. Oh, now I did. I don't hear her. No, Damn, it's... what kind of dog is that? Sounds you want to? You want to meet her? <laughs> yeah, bring the dog. Okay, give you one sec. Puppy, puppy, my God, you're such a dramatic little hoe. <laughs> this is the, the dog that Simo put everything he knows about peanut butter with. <laughs> if you know what I mean. They call him Jif. <laughs> yeah, you want to jump up here? Oh, this is Chloe. Oh, hi, Chloe. Yeah, baby. It's, You're it's so sweet. So she just wanted to get on the podcast. Oh. You're famous now. Chloe, you're famous. <laughs> Look at you, you're famous. <laughs> now shut the she fuck up and stop barking. <laughs> now she's gone. Yeah. I think she's barking at hummingbirds. They have this hummingbird thing. Oh. And, and she, she the, uh, doesn't like hummingbirds, clearly. I think she, Fuck that I think bird. So. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Let me lock her in a in a closet somewhere. Very <laughs> Just put her in a trash bag, you know. <laughs> totally normal. <laughs> and uh, note that was a joke. So if you're pissing at PETA, back off.
Wow, I'm sorry for all those distractions. <laughs> I talk about how badly I want a kid sometimes. I'm like, if the kid was noisy, I would kill it. Oh, yeah. So. My podcast comes first, the kid comes second. You know? <laughs> the people are listening to me, Jimmy. Because you dunk them underwater. <laughs> I just texted yes. my mom and said, come get your child, your favorite child. <laughs> um, anywho, what's next on your list? Well, speaking of your mom, this next tip is one that I told her when we went bikini shopping together. Nice. Less is more. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> when you're writing, which you guys uh, will hopefully take from my tip number one, make sure you're cutting out any unnecessary words out of your jokes. You know, like when I started out, for example, I would do all of my jokes were honestly like these long ass paragraphs. And then I would eventually get to the punchline. But then my jokes would take like a minute and 30 seconds sometimes to deliver, which is too long. If you're a storytelling comedian and you tell a story, then that's one thing. But I was not at the time. And here's the thing. If it works for you, great. But if it doesn't, then you wasted a minute and a half on a story and uh, you bombed. And then literally that's if you're starting on a five-minute set, that's uh, a quarter of your set. That's just a bomb. And people will remember. So make sure when you write down a joke, literally just just cut out those extra words. See what you can do to take out from it until it's perfect. You don't want to ruin the punchline, but you definitely want to operate with the less is more philosophy. Uh, just, you know, any ums, any likes, any unnecessary sentences. Sometimes we talk too much, especially when you're writing. So make sure yeah. you're editing what you're writing. And it'll help you out in the long run. That's one thing that took me way too long to learn. And, but my writing really progressed. And my, and my jokes got way better once I figured out uh, the less is more technique. Story time. Back in high school, I dated a girl that was half an inch taller than me. Now, that's no biggie at first until the time came for her to wear heels. I hated it. She looked so much taller than me. Walking around with her made me feel like a little kid being dropped off to school by his mom. If only Kunzuri existed back then. Not only do Kunzuri's shoes make you up to 2.8 inches taller, but they're also incredibly stylish and comfortable. Now, these are not old man Velcro shoes. So if you're looking for that, get out. You're going to get compliments on your Kunzuri's, even if they didn't make you taller. People will be like, whoa, this is some cool shoes, man. Where'd you get them? Because they have styles for every occasion. Like they have smart, casual, sporty. You name it, they got it. You need it. Kanzuri's got it. Now, the height insoles are actually built into the shoe, so no one can tell you're getting a secret little height boost there. And the brand is also hidden on the shoes and on the packaging. It's really the ultimate height hack. Life is short, but you don't have to be. It's time to level up the playing field, boys, and maybe update that dating profile to six feet because Kunzuri is an absolute game changer when it comes to your dating life. So on top of 30% off the site, our listeners are going to make extra exclusive 15% off discount at Kunzuri.com with the code FRATCHAT. That's a total of 45% off your order. So use promo code FRATCHAT at Kunzuri.com right now. Go to C-O-N-Z-U-R-I.com. When used promo code FRATCHAT. When I want to get high, you guys, I put on a pair of Kunzuri's. Oh, yeah. 
I think it's okay to get feedback from your peers. Uh, only if you trust them, but you have to take feedback with a grain of salt because they lack the exact same perspective as you. And sometimes when there's competition, people aren't the most helpful. Totally. I think, <laughs> I, I think it's okay to get feedback. I get feed, I always test my jokes out with my mom because I, I, as like a sensitivity listener, because I want to know if um, it makes her skin crawl. And that's not always my intention. So right. I, I like things to be uh, cutting edge, but I don't like them to be so overtly irreverent that um, I'm losing more people than I'm gaining. You know what I mean? Totally, totally. And, uh, and I do the same thing. I'll go up to Julie and, you know, see from a normie, a normal person. Hey, this is funny. Do you, do you think this is good? Do, you, do I get across what I'm trying to get across? And she's pretty honest. So, yeah. Uh, or, uh, you know, and I'll get to this. Or maybe uh, she's lying to you because she's afraid you'll hit her. <laughs> Julie, an blink twice if you're scared. <laughs> I was winding back my throw and then I hit her. It was a total accident. And then she fell down some stairs. And it was a whole thing. <laughs> it happens. <laughs> and, the, and those kick bruises, again, total accident. Uh, she got in my way when I was practicing my kickstand line. Uh, yeah. You know, that'll, that'll do it. Greasing practice. <laughs> exactly. You know how it is. Five, six, seven, eight, and one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Clean. God damn it. I said clean line. God damn it. <laughs> Uh, so yes, less is more. What you got, Mister Mo? What you got? Well, that was mine. Take feedback oh, take from fears. peers with a grain yeah. of salt. That's true. Uh, and and I go, you know, I would go to SEMA. Me and you would, especially during the pandemic, when we had nothing else to do uh, aside from this podcast. We would send each other jokes back and forth. Uh, but yeah, definitely take feedback from your peers and find a trusted one for sure. They are, yeah. Like Simo alluded to, there are some haters in the game, especially as you get competitive, who might deviate, you know, send you the wrong way a little bit. Oh, no, that's not funny. Even though it is funny, they just don't want to admit it. <laughs> so find that close comedian where you guys can be competitive with each other, uh, but at the same time, grow together. And uh, it'll help you out a lot. So, uh, and once you have that opinion, once you've written some jokes, find places to test your material. This can be, you know, go to an open mic. You, know, you got a bunch of jokes. Open mics mostly give you five minutes so you can start getting used to how it is being on stage. Uh, you know, like the lights are going to be bright, all these kind of things. Uh, you know, you can start getting used to looking at an audience. But most importantly, you can figure out your stuff works, how it feels to actually say it versus writing it. Uh, that's what you'll realize. Maybe some words are a little clunky in there that I got to tweak. Maybe I'm not getting to the point quick enough but you got to have places to test your material before you bring it on to a normal show a show you're booked in because if it doesn't work there you're gonna look like a piece of shit especially starting out with so i also don't think it's a bad idea to start your own open mic if you have a favorite bar and and they could use some business on an off night create so, your own open mic absolutely and that's a way for you to also start meeting comics and get yourself out there to maybe even getting booked so I think that's a genius idea. And uh, use social media too, man. Like uh, if you have clips, you can post on YouTube or, or TikTok, uh, Instagram. Ask you know, ask your friends to review it or ask your public. But that can get you a far reach. 
You can also go to Reddit, where, uh, well, let me tell you, people are ruthless. But if you make it past the ruthlessness and your joke gets popular on there, it gets a lot of eyes. But also it means it's good. Because, like, for example, Redditors, uh, you know, you should Google a joke before you put it out there just to make sure that there's no parallel thinking. But sometimes it makes it past the filters. And, man, those Redditors know everything. It's like, uh, so Charlie Chaplin did that joke in 1932, you fucking hack. <laughs> so, oh, I'm sorry, Charlie. Uh, so they'll get you. They'll get you. But you know if they think it's funny, you're going to be good. There is a, I'm not going to say who, but there's a famous female comedian with blonde hair who has a joke very similar to mine. And people came at me sideways about you copied so-and-so's joke. Yeah. But I actually had a video of me doing the joke 10 years prior. So... Yeah. It saved my ass. Okay. Oh, for sure, man. And they'll call you everything under the name. Just everything prepare yourself. Nice. <laughs> well, Especially if you're if you're SEMO. They're really going ahead. They're I know, Redditors. Why do you call me faggot so much? They're really going I don't even do, do like faggoty things. I like barely go to Broadway shows. Um, yes, okay, <laughs> so in addition to open mics, while you're there, you should meet some people and you should surround yourself with dedicated comics. There, there's uh, a lot of leadership seminars say you should surround yourself with successful people because it will motivate you to be successful. But if you surround yourself with duds, then you make excuses for yourself not getting stuff done because all your dud friends are also not getting stuff done. So if you can surround yourself with people who are really hitting the open mics and the comedy scene hard, it's going to motivate you and you guys will motivate each other and you'll help each other out. So yes, surround yourself with dedicated comics uh, to help motivate your craft. Totally. And and set off that, you know, like your, your competitive side almost, you know, it's like you want to, there's, there is such a thing as healthy competition. You know, you see your buddy working his ass off, like, so you want to work a little harder. You see them making certain shows. Makes you want to write a little harder and figure out how to get that funny and get booked on those same shows. So find someone that not necessarily you can latch up to, but someone that can help bring you up uh, with your motivations. You don't want someone who's just sitting around, oh, it's fine. I did one show this year and I bombed, but it's fine. I'm just, I'm just here to be silly and do nothing no now if that's what you want if you just want to do this as a hobby sure that's that's a fine mentality to have but if you want to grow in this and be successful uh i'm telling you guys you're gonna eat shit for so long you gotta be mm, motivated yum. <laughs> you gotta have the drive <laughs> to get out of where you're at because and i'm telling you we've been at it for so long and you know some years are still tougher than others uh but it's not an easy business well let me ask you that. this do you think the majority of comics are brave or do you think the majority of comics are delusional? Because there's <laughs> two types of comics out there. I was literally about to say there's a little bit of both uh, because there are some that are definitely brave and really good, but there are also those who are absolutely fucking nuts and uh, who, I don't know, they think they deserve better or they think that they're better than everybody else. And they think that they're stars, but they're not. <laughs> I also think people like people think that it's much easier to do this than it really is. And then they get up there and they they have like this sense of delusion going on with them. Uh, 
like you alluded to finance bros, for example, you know, I've been to so many mics where like a finance bro is up there and he says the most offensive shit I've ever heard and thinks those are jokes. It's like, just because you're being rude does not mean you're being funny. <laughs> like there has to be a punchline in there somewhere. Correct. Uh, if you're just <laughs> saying every word you're not supposed to say into the book, you're not being edgy, bro. You're just being an asshole. So yeah, I, I see so much delusion in there, but I feel like that's also show business, man. And you got to have that a little bit, you know what I mean? Because you could be the most talented motherfucker in the world and never get noticed. So I feel like in some ways, having a little bit of bravery and a little bit of delusion <laughs> is a good way to keep you going forward. Man. Maybe, because, yeah. Because it's hard. It's hard out there. But you also have to know, uh, you know, if you're, if you're out there, you know, and you're doing shows and or mics or whatever, you're doing anything in comedy and no one's laughing. It's not the audience. Now, if, if you have a it's you, <laughs> if you have a joke that lands everywhere else, but then it doesn't land with your audience. That's fine. That's totally fine. But if you have a joke that never lands, it's you. <laughs> you know what? I have a lot of religious themed jokes and they land all the time. But one time at Broadway Comedy Club, I was doing someone else's show and there was a whole bunch of like um, clergy people there oh, and they yeah. hated it. <laughs> not like all my my religious jokes. Uh they also did not like the attention I was giving them. But um but I can't base my whole material on that one time, you know. Exactly. They don't matter. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's just the one time. Sorry, but Father now, Thomas, you don't matter. Yes, but if you go ten times and ten audiences and none of them laugh, then that's probably our probably has something to do with you. Yeah, I have to say, I, I did a. <laughs> You're the common denominator. Yeah, I did. A, I did my father Thomas uh, rapey joke in front of like a clergy crowd, and I was just waiting for them to like hate me, and then they laugh, and that made me be like, "Well, you know what's up. You know what's going on behind closed doors." <laughs> They're like, "We're not get denying it." it. We get it. <laughs> <laughs> we brought Father Thomas with us. Say hello, Father Thomas. <laughs> they know the deal. That's so funny. <laughs> um, what else do you have? Okay, so this tips? next one. Uh, this is one that it depends on who you, you want to be while you're up on stage. But figure out who you're writing for. You know what I mean? Is it you? Is it part of your personality? Like for me, like it's kind of like my weirdness goes out there when I'm on stage. But I have, you know, I have my type A personality. I have, my, you know, my my weird personality, the giggly, the one that does characters. Who are you writing for there? Is it is it Carlos? Is it Carlos doing a character that maybe is an old man who hates kids? Is it and am, am I am I doing a character that's a kid who has never lived life? Is it an idiot? Is it ignorant? Is it Donald Trump? Who are you writing for? Because depending on that, they're going to have a different voice and they're going to have different jokes and you'll be able to get away with a lot more. Like for example, when I do me, I pretty much stick to my experiences. I make fun of myself, make fun of my family, you know, my people, whatever. But you, when you're being something like Donald Trump, <laughs> you can almost be like, like super racist and people expect that out of him. So you get away with it. So just know who you're writing for. Because that will also give you different types of material. 
So you're committing to your premise. Exactly. When you said who you're writing for, I thought you meant think about your intended audience. Like who is it? Do you want to make it family friendly or do you want to make it um, uh, X-rated? I prefer X-rated personally. That's definitely true. Talk about your dick. (laughs) See, I like – I think my comedy – I wouldn't call it family friendly, but it's like dirty-ish clean. Like I don't necessarily talk about like sex and gross stuff, but I do mention – rapey things sometimes <laughs> well you could do your stuff on a late night show i don't think i could oh. hold on i hit siri shut up siri that's so weird all right can you hear me yeah was was your phone talking to you no it's the computer siri she just said one sec and started to like doing something. It's like, uh, oh no! Tell her to mind her fucking business. <laughs> her and Alexis are just stupid hoes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, my next one is, you know, I there's a lot of like stand up courses you can take, which aren't a bad idea, especially if it's like through a pretty prominent comedy club. Right. But I don't think it's a bad idea to take an improv or an acting class. You don't think improv still maintains the same essence of what you would learn in, in an acting class because mm-hmm. acting is all about listening to your scene partner and reacting honestly and give them circumstances and i think it's nice to have some acting chops when you're on stage because you never know what yeah. can happen you never know totally. what someone might throw your way you never know what kind of vibe is coming from the crowd and i think it's nice to kind of have um just just to know the foundations the the, the guidelines of just good comedy i also totally. think that um not only should you maybe invest in a class well, one of the benefits of investing in a, in a class is that there's normally a showcase night and people might come see you at a showcase night and, and you know, you get booked from there. But I also think it's just a good idea to not just take a class, but to also see shows regularly. And uh, when I was taking improv in Chicago, we got free passes to see as many shows as we wanted to. And I took advantage of that because I thought awesome. if I want to be an expert, let me see what, what everyone's doing, you know? Totally. And here's the thing. You don't even have to go to live comedy to see shows. You can fucking go on YouTube and Google the legends, Google totally. the up-and-comers, Google anybody. Just Google stand-up comedy and you'll see thousands upon thousands, in fact, maybe millions of clips with people doing their stuff. So then you can start watching. Uh, how do they perform in front of the crowd? How do they move? How do they hold the mic? How, you know, how do they sit around? Uh, and yeah, taking an acting class for me, I thought it was one of the biggest things that helped me out. Because it helped me deal with my anxiety and it helped me deal with uh, doing the things I do in front of people, which is totally different. It's totally different being a weirdo behind closed doors than it is in front of people. Uh, and also it helped me with learning scripts and things like that and learning yeah. how to have fun while staying within a script, which is something that while you write your jokes, it's essentially you're writing your own little script there. So you want to make sure to get something that rounds you up and plus with stand-up it often leads to doing sketches maybe some acting work down the road so it's good to be prepared but i will say one warning especially if you live in the new york city area or la or something big like that where it's a big metropolis make sure or even chicago like seema did make sure you're vetting your classes like the one that seema just mentioned sound like a great class they give you passes uh so you can check out shows it's a reputable uh club make sure 
that it's something like that. Make sure that your instructor is someone that's been there before, you know, maybe hell. And the very least, open up for successful people. Because how the hell is someone who's never been there going to tell you how to be successful? True. You know, <laughs> so you got to make sure, like, like I said, you're going to run into a lot of people. Oh, take my class, take my class. What's what you've been doing stand up for three years? Like, get out of here. So make sure that whoever you are going to learn from is someone who is good and can, can actually teach you the things you want to get to, which is getting to that next level. Because otherwise, you're wasting your money and your time, and you're going to learn some bad shit that's very hard to unlearn. So just you know what I can't stand. Is when you do a competition and one of the judges has been doing stand up for like a year. You're like, who did you blow to get this judge know, gig? And why am right? I not a judge? <laughs> you loser. Is it because I didn't cradle the balls? <laughs> no. I know, man. So and you see it sometimes. It's like a buddy of a buddy. It's like, ah, I saw you bomb several times in the last week, dude. You are not the one should yeah. be judging. Exactly. And those, and, and those people are always the biggest haters, too. <laughs> 100%. Yeah. Well, you have one left, and I think this is yeah. a very important one. Yes. And this one uh, is something that I learned actually through my acting class. Uh, I was with Brad Calcaterra at the studio in New York City. He trained uh, such notables such as myself and Laverne Cox and many others. I'm just – uh, good guy, great teacher. He taught me the biggest, most helpful tip I've ever had in my life, not just in comedy, not just in acting, but it's helped me for everything in life. Don't panic. Breathe, people. Breathe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when going on stage for the first time, you got to notice those lights are bright as shit. It takes time to get used to. Your heart rate is going to be increased. Your hands or armpits might get extremely sweaty. You might have a fucking panic attack. So you want to make sure that you're breathing. Get some oxygen into your brain. You can't make decisions if you're not breathing. Your brain needs oxygen to react, to think, to feel good. Make sure you take a lot of deep breaths and relax. And a big one that I do, this is a fun tip, you're really nervous. You're about to go on stage. You're about to do your scene, whatever. Take a big deep breath and literally hold it in and clench your butt cheeks while you do it. Just hold it in. Count to like three to five seconds. Do you clench your butt run. cheeks so you don't? it doesn't come out your ass? <laughs> yeah, it's after uh, Taco Tuesdays particularly I do this. <laughs> but literally just clench it in. It, it like weirdly relaxes you. And then you <sighs> release. You're going to go... <sighs> Clench the butt, clench the butt. <sighs> Release and see how you feel. Your body settles. Everything relaxes. Everything feels smooth. You feel more centered. And trust me, it's going to make a life a difference. But when you're about to go on stage and you feel the tension rising, check whether you're breathing. A lot of people don't even realize that they stop breathing. Like I, like I remember I would be having like close to a panic attack and my acting coach would look at me and say, Carlos, do you realize you're not breathing? I'm like, Yes, I am. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> I swear to God, I'm like turning bright red and collapsing on the ground. I'm totally breathing. <laughs> so you got to make sure uh, to breathe. Let your body relax. Let it get oxygen so you can think and make the best decisions with what's going on. 
because, you know, especially when I started out, I was so nervous that I wouldn't even be present in my set. I would just be trying to recite what's going on. And then my hand would be like shaking and shit. I'm not paying attention to the crowd. And then you miss gold. You know what I mean? Because that's how you miss uh, good riffs. You miss something that the audience might be doing. That's annoying that you can call them out for. Uh, you don't make eye contact when you're terrified. So just being able to catch my breath, send oxygen to your brain has done wonders for relaxing me on stage that make me better. So I will say, take a deep breath, you guys. It'll be okay. You sound like a theater teacher. Yeah, right? <laughs> it's really? really all related. It's like it's all related. That's why I'm glad you said it, take the classes and stuff. It's, it really is. Don't don't forget that your body's a miracle. <laughs> and to trust your breath. <sighs> Unless it smells. Oh god. <laughs> oh my god, my microphone just melted. Uh, okay, so <laughs> my last one I think is a very important one, but people are going to think I'm being very snobby by saying this, but I just want you to hear me out. I think it's important to maintain a good fitness regimen, work out, get in shape. Everyone has different potential for shape. Do you know what I mean? Right, for being right. in shape. I'm not saying you have to look like the cover of a men's health or, men, or women's health fitness magazine. But what, I'm, what I am saying is that uh, there is a common denominator. There's, there's, there's a correlation between fitness and the people you see on TV. And so if you want to make yourself marketable, do your best to look your best. And when you are doing stand-up comedy at the rate that we are doing it, we are working all day, we are day jobs, because stand-up comedy does not pay a lot of money until you get hit it big. And then we're doing open mics and show after show after show in the evening. And so it's easy for us to fall into bad habits and just eat whatever's fast, like at McDonald's or Chipotle. Uh, it's easy to fall in bad habits and just, you know, drink because we're giving free drinks a lot. But you have right. to maintain a healthy lifestyle because you're not going to survive and you're not going to be attractive to an agent if you don't look the part. Right. And no, if you're like a fluffy or something like that, that your whole thing, that's well, it's not your whole thing. He doesn't. He's a very talented guy. He does way more. But it's part of his character is to be a big, chunky guy. That's your thing, okay. But if it's just, you know, a pot belly is not it. That's not committed, like Simo says. But you also got to be in stage shape, man, because people don't realize it's like just just commuting to shows, going up and down the stairs, or taking the train, whatever. Like you might show up and be a sweaty, fucking gross mess, and then no one wants to fucking work with you when you're gross. Yeah, so. I'm not gonna say who it was, but there was a show I did recently, and someone came in a little bit late and like ran there and just could not catch their breath, even on stage. They're like. So sorry, I just, I literally just ran here. I'm like, you ran here five minutes ago. You should be right. like good now. You right, sick exactly. Fuck. What's wrong with you? <laughs> you got to be able Lay to perform. the jellies. <laughs> <laughs> and also because when you start out, you're doing five minute sets, but then eventually you'll get that eight minute set, ten minute set, and then eventually you're gonna get a fifteen to twenty minute set, and then you, but you're working for the half hour to hour sets. So being on stage for thirty minutes. Uh, it's exhausting. I've done. I've done it. It's fucking crazy. You have and to like, sweaty those... too. Don't you? Exactly. I, like, I sweat so much on stage. Me too, dude. And the and again, those lights are hot as fuck because they're very bright. Now we're used to it, but you first start out, you realize just how hot and bright it is. You're in a room packed with people. You know all the 
the hot breath is going your way. It's warm while you're up there. So you got to make sure that you are able to fucking last that long. Otherwise, you, you really will, will burn out of fuel. So you got to yeah, be in at least shape enough to be able to carry yourself to the stage. No matter what you're doing, your commute is get there, do your show and get out and maybe even like meet some audience after the fact. You can't just collapse after your set. <laughs> so I think that's a good one. I know I know people will give you slack uh, over it, but I think it's well, really let good. them because they're probably self conscious about how they look naked. There you go. It's a you problem, not a me problem, boy. <laughs> that's right. Unless you're in the room that time, but you know, talk about that. Correct. <laughs> anyway, well, that's our list. That's our list, you guys. So go let us do know. something with it. That's right. Get out there and be somebody. <laughs> so let us know what you thought of our top 10 tips to get you started in stand-up comedy. Uh, follow us on all social channels at Frat Chat Podcast. That's on Facebook. That's on Instagram. That's on YouTube. That's on Twitter. Make sure you follow me as well at Carlos Does the World on Facebook, on Twitter, on TikTok, on YouTube, on Threads. Carlos Does World on Twitter. And make sure you follow my good buddy Steam over there at Chris.Moore.Comedy on Instagram, on TikTok. It's Seymore Comedy on Twitter Machine. And Seymour69 on Grinder. if you're still on there. Yeah, and Living <laughs> with Halitosis on Threads. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> All right, you guys. On that note, Mr. Mo, it's time to go. Why don't you get us out of here? Um, I like the motion to adjourn this meeting. And I said yes! <laughs> All right, you guys. We'll be back next week with another edition of the greatest podcast in the history of podcasting time. Now both back in the East Coast. See ya! Bye, Betches! Betches! Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.